This audio presentation of You Are God is broadcast to you courtesy of MindworthyInfo.com and it's presented to you by yours truly, Rochelle Dixon. The purpose of You Are God is to break down the Bible and to show you that the Bible is nothing more than allegory and it isn't meant to be taken literally. But throughout the ages, men has been taking the Bible literally and by doing this, they have diminished the true mystical fact that lies within the Bible. You are God is here to break down the Bible piece by piece and to show you that all the characters, places, and events are nothing more than different states of man's consciousness personified as characters, places, and events. Brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining me. This will be a quick snippet. Um, it will break things down. But before we get into this episode, um, please go on over to MindworthyInfo.com and subscribe. Um, we started something new for all email subscribers only, which will be a weekly metaphysics um, lesson and metaphysics teachings and things for you to practice and do on your own. And you create your own notebook and write down what works and what doesn't and build your own formula. All you need is the techniques and the pieces to build your own custom-made formula that you put together and you write down what works for you and it's designed for this year to help people my goal is to at least take at least five people from that email list and shape them and let them accomplish what they want and all I want to do is show them how they can raise their emotions and control their thoughts so they are the one that's in power so go on over to mindworthyinfo.com subscribe it's always great over there brothers and sisters I thank you all but joining me today for this quick snippet, we're going to talk about an introduction to biblical metaphysics. Biblical metaphysics, what is it? It's a wonderful teaching, it's a wonderful practice, and piece by piece when you peel back the different layers of it, it just becomes something that opens your mind and you get hungry for more and you realize that it, within you was a famine and that famine left you being hungry and thirsty for knowledge, and the more you dig into it, the more you want it. So first, we have to talk about biblical metaphysics. It's not, metaphysics is a philosophy where there are many branches of metaphysics, many different types of metaphysics. It all falls under the same uh, metaphysic category where metaphysics means above or beyond physics, above or beyond the normal world, anything beyond the outside world that we know and we can understand and study is the inner world, which is our minds, our thought, and our feelings, our emotions, which create the outer world. Now, when we look at that now and we look at the biblical part, how does biblical metaphysics or biblical comes into metaphysics? Well, this branch of metaphysics teaches, uses a book that we all know about. It's an ancient text that we all use to this day, and it comes with many different interpretations. I'm sure you already know what I'm speaking of. This book is known as the Bible. And what we do with biblical metaphysics is we highlight how all the characters, places, and events are nothing more than different states of man's consciousness personified as that. And how do we know that? We know that because these are eternal states. If these were actual real characters, we would have found grave sites. There's not one single grave site for any character in the Bible. And the Bible has over a hundred different characters. And you mean to tell me not any grave site? But yet we have grave sites, um, we have bones and have relics and things from dinosaurs. 
that lived millions of years ago. And we don't have grave sites for characters who lived um, like 5,000 years ago. See, we also break down in biblical metaphysics how all the characters, how they're different states of man's consciousness because we know that each character, if you study their name and study the original meaning, you see that it means something else and it means something else that always aligns with man's consciousness. Like we can look at the book of Genesis and see the interpretation that's popular in the outer world where they say when you see the part where and God said, let there be light, um, the the common interpretation of that is talking about how God added light to the world and, and this, and he created the sun, and now the world was illumined. What biblical metaphysics teaches you is more of an intricate and a more um, detailed description. When God say, let there be light, that is the inner um, consciousness of man speaking of let there be light, meaning you are illumined and now you can see what previously you couldn't see before because you were in the dark. If we look at light now, when there is darkness, you can't see. But if you were to take a flashlight or any source of light, it will now illumine an area. Now you can see what previously you were unable to see. And what man was unable to see before he understood that he was God and now he is telling himself, let there be light because now he has awoken to be the illumined person that he now is supposed to be, he is able to see that there is light and where there was darkness before in his life, he now adds light and this light illumines his way and his path and so he sees things clearer and thinks in a way that others wouldn't be able to think. We show you that your thoughts create your reality. Thoughts are things. You attract what you feel and become what you imagine. You're feeling aligned with your thoughts and your imaginal acts. They all create your outer experiences. We teach you that this inner conversation is something you can't escape, like how you can't escape the fact that your shadow will always follow you no matter where you go. When you know this science, you know that this the biblical metaphysics teachings doesn't contradict with science because it is a science, but beyond that, we see that how the standard teaching of Christianity always contradicts with modern science where they're saying, well, where do the dinosaurs fit in? Where do the cavemen, where do everything else fit in it? You're trying to say that this book that was created by God was something that basically tells us how the world was created, but then we've done scientific research and we see that there's a lot of other processes in it that the book doesn't cover. So now there's try this sense of feeling of, oh my God, this book is a fraud, all based on the interpretation. Biblical metaphysics shows us that the outside world and the science that man knows about the world and evolution it teaches us that the biblical part is a part of this evolution because by it being a part of evolution, it now shapes man's mind and man understanding himself. So he knows that when he understands himself, he'll be able to understand the outside world more and be able to search more and improve that worldly science by knowing his inner science. It's because when you know your states of consciousness and where your mind is, you're able to control your emotions more and control your ideas and shape yourself in the ideal that you want and have your belief. And belief is powerful. Someone will kneel to a Virgin Mary statue and they will get their desired outcome because the statue was something that they place faith in. Now, 
They will believe that it's the statue that brought it about and Virgin Mary heard them because the story along with the statue is what brings it about. You could program someone's subconscious mind through auto-suggestion. Remember, the subconscious mind is um, susceptible to suggestions. So whatever you suggest to it becomes life. So we also see that the statue wasn't what had the power, but the power was in the individual, but they outsourced that power to a statue. I give, if I give you a grain of rice and told you that this was magical rice or money rice or gave you a story behind it, you will believe in it and it will come to life because the story along with your belief has brought this rice to life. And so your desire comes to life because you believed and added faith backing up with this rice and all the teachings and everything else. Biblical metaphysics breaks everything down piece by piece. And you understand how these different states and what you go through. People will worry about life or worry about a problem. And then it comes to them because they fall into the state of Job for everything for that which I feared the most has come unto me. For that which I was most afraid of has come upon me. Job 3.25 You see, someone will say, I believe in God. I believe in God. God is everything. Go to church on Sunday, but when it comes Monday, their problems come back to them because they don't really believe in God. They believe in an outside God, and then they will wonder why nothing good is happening. Yes, you might have good situations and good instances where you get a desire or something because unaware to you at that moment or previously you added emotion and a real feeling to that and you let it go but most people will not know this systematic science and by not knowing it it defeats them because they will pray 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 to god ask for god then inside that inner conversation will still be nasty Remember, it's not what goes in a man's mouth that defiles him, but what comes out. And whatever comes out of your mouth is based on what you impress on your mind. Remember, when we say him or his, it's because man added a masculine approach or a masculine identity to God. Now, how did that happen? Yes, we have to think about male chauvinism and men adding everything, adding a manly persona or tone to things. Yes, men were the dominant rulers at the time, so they made everything him. But we know that without her, things cannot also be possible. If you take a man and a woman in the physical world and they had sexual intercourse, what happens now? They create life. They create a new human being that helps continue on the human species. So your conscious mind, and this is the story that the Bible is teaching in biblical metaphysics, teaches us this. Your conscious mind is the masculine while the subconscious is the feminine. And notice, if you impress anything on the subconscious mind, like in real life where the masculine and the feminine energies come together and they create new life, so your conscious mind consciously always impresses on your subconscious mind and so the conditions, the situations, the outcomes, everything in your experiences in your life are shaped from that. Whatever you're going through right now happens or is happening because previously, some time long ago, you were impressed and you planted the seed and now everything is coming to harvest. Biblical metaphysics teaches us how to control this. This teaches us about this and it teaches us the science and everything else behind this. When you get down to the um, you peel back and you look into biblical metaphysics, you see that it's a powerful thing. Most people now study the law of attraction 
But and it just teaches you, well, if you think good, good things happen, but it doesn't teach you the systematic science and how to control these emotions and how to be able to know that your thoughts are things you attract, what you believe and become what you imagine. And so you have to shape this imagination in what you believe and you want it to be. It's the same way how you can believe in a statue and you think it's real and a statue bring about things to life. But it's that imaginal act or that imagination or that belief that brought it to life. Biblical metaphysics lets you go straight to the source instead of going to the statue that was made by the hands of man. Instead, you go to the source that's always in you. The Bible was written by man, but it was written by illumined mystics. And when you break it down and study the Hebrew form and study it in different aspects, you see how much sense it makes. But it was all done in a way where it's an adumbration and an allegory. And most people don't understand this, or they take it literally, and they think a Savior is coming to the sky, not knowing that Jesus Christ is the awareness or the illumined reasoning to the awareness that you create, and that creation is God, and to know that you create and being aware to it is Jesus, and this awareness creates everything, and this is what makes man redeem himself and get salvation. You are your Savior. And every character in the Bible breaks down the state that you've fallen. Many fall in the state of Job, which means hated and persecuted. And then when we look at Jacob, Jacob means supplanter. A supplanter supplants and takes something away. And you supplant something to replace it with something else that was better or should be better. And what does that align with? It aligns with the laws of substitution. All these laws are told in the Bible, but told by names of characters and places and different things and all these situations. And the laws of substitution tells us all of this. You substitute one thing for another and you should make that one thing be better than what you're replacing. But some people will go to the worst and they replace it with worse and worse and worse and create a, a tricklet, a domino effect and don't even know why. Biblical metaphysics break this all down and it teaches us all and it teaches us how to use our mind and teaches us the power that we have. You must embrace it and by embracing it, you get to know what you have. And what you have is something that's undeniably great. Like, for example, if you're in a business and you see your competitor um, make it earn a hundred thousand dollars you must not frown upon it you must not hate them you must not have any type of disdain or negative or envy in your heart because then you are hating the fact that god is prospering someone and someone is getting to the riches or getting to the prosperity that you want to get to when you hate another success you also hate your own and you allow this which you want to grow wings and leave you because you're condemning something that someone else have received and how can you want to receive the same thing when you hate it and you hate the fact that it's shining through another through God so now that same God is going to take it away from you because everyone is you pushed out and your emotions and feelings come back to you if you hate someone else getting wealth how are you going to love you getting wealth when you hate seeing it in the hands of another, but yet you cannot love seeing it in your hands because if you hate another, you hate yourself. Another is you pushed out. And biblical metaphysics teaches us how to get to the core and how to hit this, and it teaches us how to hit the mark. You hit the mark or you miss the mark. 
daily. And sin means to miss the mark because it comes from the early days when um, archers used to shoot their bow and when they would miss, they would say, I have sinned and it meant I missed the mark. And the mystics, when they wrote the Bible, they added this in there. But the church took this, used their imagination and created this whole place of hell where if you don't listen to what they say, it's gonna bur you're going to burn and be in there and fire and eternal damnation and this and that and all is bad and fire and brimstone. Another story and tale that comes out of the imagination and now it became real because the church inflicted this in many people and so many people believe in it and people are terrified and petrified that mind is powerful. Biblical metaphysics can free you. It can give you access to the source and it can make you see God. Like for example, if you look at the word Israel, Israel, again, Jacob turns into Israel. The supplanter becomes Israel. Israel is a theophoric name. Theophoric names come from the Greek theophorus, meaning a name that embeds some aspect or some type of um, God within it. And Israel is like that. It has three aspects of God in it that man goes through. It means struggle with God, wrestle with God, and triumphant with God. The individual who struggles with God is the individual who will say they believe in God. They will go to church, pray to God, but their life is hard. And they will think that God is giving them the struggle and a challenge. And they will struggle, struggle, struggle. And they will still have God. And they will struggle with finding who they are. And they will have problems. But yet, they will always stay aligned struggling with God if they don't awaken and realize who God really is. The individual who wrestles with God is the individual who will um, not know if God exists or if God does. They will go back and forth. They will wrestle with who is God, try to find God. They will go through hell trying to find God. And they will constantly wrestle with the fact of God and the fact of science and God. And they will be lost. The individual who is triumphant with God is the individual who is connected with the I am, with their I am. And they know what it has and the power it holds over them. And they will always be triumphant. And this is the name of Israel. And the Bible, as it goes on, the name of God keeps changing and different names and the name and name and the words. And we see that this holds power in your inner conversation shapes everything. Here's a quick thing to um, make sure your inner conversation is one that aligns with you. At least a couple of times a day, I always say this to myself inside, in my mind. I say, day and night, I prosper in all my interests. It's because... No matter what time of day it is, no matter what um, what it is, you will prosper in all your interests because your interest is something where you are naturally um, focused in or you have a liking or a taking to it. And if you believe you will prosper in it, you keep telling yourself on the inside, so you will. Your subconscious mind will always bring it to life. So if you see your life going to hell or you're not getting what you want, um, it's because that in a conversation, your feelings and your emotions are not aligned with your purpose. It's aligned with something else that you don't want, but on the inside you want it because that's what you're most connected to. And that's why your life uh, life is giving you that. Biblical metaphysics is a great teaching. And I um, recommend that you go on over to MindworthyInfo.com and check out the article that we have called Introduction to Biblical Metaphysics. It is an article explaining more of what I'm saying here, and it is a wonderful article. Go check it out, and remember to subscribe to MindWorthyInfo.com because it has a lot of great things coming 
a lot of great things is coming and is it already came and it's continuing on um like the weekly teachings um designed to come directly to your inbox to teach you and give you formulas and techniques and practices that's not on the website or even on the podcast but it's something that's supposed to be more intimate and one-on-one -on -one and give you a feeling of practices and you create your own mold and what works for you and it's wonderful so in order to get that go on over to mindworthyinfo.com and subscribe brothers and sisters go check out that introduction to metaphysics and also check out um, the other article manifesting made easy it breaks down how you can manifest things in ways and how to control it I thank you for listening to me until next time brothers and sisters um, have a good one now let us go into the silence